Hello, hello, and thank you for coming back to listen to another bite-sized episode for season four of Everyday Burnout Conversations. I'm Flick Taylor, and as we walk through these crimbo shenanigans at the end of the year... I wanted to share some little nuggets of wisdom and insight that, well, maybe you can catch them while you're on the go or taking 10 minutes to unwind at the end of the day. Either way, I'd love to think they may bring a little ease to your day, your week, your December. Now, there's no beating around the bush. This week's topic of boundary setting can be a bit of a whopper to delve into. And here's why. In my own burnout recovery research and self-development, I've discovered there are so many other working parts that are connected and involved with setting the necessary boundaries in our lives. You see, boundary setting, it inevitably shines a light on our people-pleasing tendencies, maybe our need to be liked, our fear of disappointing others and not meeting their needs, not feeling part of the family, part of the group. And that's just a few to start us off. You see, I have to be upfront and honest right now, in the past, and actually still on dodgy days, I wrestle with boundary setting. And when I say I wrestle, I'm talking like wrestling in the ring, wearing those big 1980s wrestling pants, a big metal waist belt, one similar to maybe what giant haystacks or Big Daddy wore in the 80s on Saturday morning British telly. I loved it. I used to watch it with my granddad. I'm talking full-on wrestling, but I'm getting better. And I'm here to tell you I've seen, felt and bloody loved the positive outcome of setting my boundaries. It's interesting, I used to perceive boundary setting as, well, standing up for myself or saying no to the shit I hate doing. Both made me wince at the very thought of them and both had me approach boundary setting from a place of desperately like trying to save any of my already depleted, let's face it, energy. I guess we could say I was coming at it from a place of stress, high alert, fear almost. No wonder I dreaded them. The very thought of boundary setting was actually ironically tickling my nervous system stress response. So maybe there's a reason why sometimes we like do everything we can to avoid them. Whereas today I've learned that boundary setting encompasses those goals, but like they actually have to be crafted from another place. And that's a place of self-love because it's very easy, isn't it, for us to feel unheard and unseen by others. Actually, it's often the root cause and source of many Christmas hoo-ha arguments and family buffet table bust-ups, isn't it? But this Marianne Williamson quote really hits the nail on the head for me. And she says, no one will listen to us until we listen to ourselves. And I love that. I so believe, like, this is a powerful starting point for us to really kind of look at boundary setting. Now, without a doubt, like you, I've had the moments when I've been flying high and scoring all the spectacular goals. I've had the moments when I'm also just trying to commando call through the day as best as I can. It's life, isn't it? Nothing ever stays the same. Change unfolds continually. It happens right in front of our eyes. 
when we think of the ocean tide as it comes in and out, it's a pattern that's echoed in nature, which is why I believe, like nature, we all have that innate knowledge, that wisdom within us. Deep down, we know what we want. We know what we need at different times. When our own tide is either in or out, we know. And this is brilliant. Yet, do you also have moments when perhaps you're moving so fast, you can't even begin to tap into that inner wisdom? No judgment for me. I certainly did that. And quite frankly, moving fast, that was my party trick that I pulled out every damn day. And truth be told, there are still moments when habitually, I guess I still try to move that fast, but my burnt out body, oh my gosh, it is keeping score. It will never let me forget and it will never let me move that fast again. So whether you consider yourself to be a good person at boundaries or not, I think the foundation we all need to take a good look at is how compassionate are we with ourselves? Brené Brown says, compassionate people ask for what they need. They say no when they need to and when they say yes, they mean it. They're compassionate because their boundaries keep them out of resentment. Oof, two words there for me, compassionate and the resentment. And Brené, like, she knows her shit, doesn't she? She's amazing. So let's approach boundary setting this month, the month of December, from a place of compassion for ourselves. And let's work on creating boundaries that are planted in the soil that they can actually thrive and grow in. Because we want it to go beyond December. To start us off, I think to set any boundary, let's pause and look at what the true cost of not having that boundary or doing that thing is to us. That's the self-compassion piece, if you will. If we're struggling with something that gets right on our tits, makes us feel resentful, like we grit our teeth, swear under our breath about, well, then that's a surefire sign that whatever is vexing you is taking something from you. So press pause during those moments. Take a breath, especially if you've just mouthed selfish fuck face to someone. Look at what it's costing you. Is it your energy? Is it your time? Is it your focus? Are you even available to give this out? Do you even have those resources yourself? When we just start firing off boundary declarations without doing that internal work, in my experience, they can feel empty and loose. That's why if a slight breeze was to come along, then poof, that boundary is knocked down immediately. We actually need to do the inner work that comes from a place of well, I guess it's protection. It's love for yourself, ultimately. To me, the big ones that you want to protect are your peace, your time and your energy. And in my experience, my happiness, joy and fulfilment will actually ripple out when I focused on protecting those three. I get that automatically when I protected those three. So I'll say them again. We are responsible for protecting our own peace, our own time and our own energy. Anne Lamont brilliantly said, no is a complete sentence. How fab is that? If you're saying no from a place of self-care, self-love, self-worth, then you're going about your day protecting your peace and your time and your energy, aren't you? 
You're weighing up if you're available to do something. And if the answer is no, then the response is simple. A solid no it is. A great big full fat serving of nope. We don't even owe anyone an explanation. And I know some of you will be squirming when I say that and it's okay. I had the exact same response a few years ago. In fact, let's face it, I still teeter on the edge of that response right now. I did it last week. This reminds me of a time when a few years ago, God, decade ago, a friend asked me to pick her up from the train station after a business trip. And I said, yes, like I didn't even stop to think about it. I wanted to help her. I love her. I didn't even ask or consider the time she needed collecting. So it turns out uh, I was going to have to pick her up and it was going to be in the middle of rush hour traffic. So for me to pick her up on time, I had to get my husband to come home early from work to be with my boys while I drove and I sat in traffic for 45 minutes to pick her up. Okay, when she got in the car... She didn't ask me to take her home. She wanted dropping off downtown so she could meet her husband at an event. And I thought, what the fuck? Why didn't he pick her up? Now, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I actually don't think that was for me to spit feathers about. My simple thought process to her favour should have been this. Am I available to do this? The answer being of a sounding no. A no that had nothing to do with how much I love and adore her or want to help her. A resounding no because I wasn't fully available to do that. Instead, I'd said yes and I'd got other people involved and I'd become resentful and a little bit pissed off and then I hated myself for being a cowbag and feeling resentful and helping out a friend I love. Do you see the wrestling match here? It's exhausting. I literally, I should have had a crowd around me that day chanting, easy, 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 as I was taken down in the ring. It's like the 80s again, with Big Daddy and giant haystacks. It's a simple thought process. What does this cost me? And am I available for this? Sorry, no. The end. That's all. When we say no, we have the peace, time and energy to do that thing that we value, that bigger thing. I love the quote from Prentice Hemphill, boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and simultaneously be me. I hear those words and I don't hear depletion or burnout. I hear them and envision love and respect for both me and the other person. You are essentially teaching people how to treat you by deciding what you will or won't accept. And how many of us fall down the tunnel of wanting to be liked over being free? So many women subscribe to the need to put others before themselves. The world has placed expectations on how women operate, hasn't it? Their patriarchy has bloody rigged the game. This is especially felt by women and girls of colour. That's why it's important. Women in particular stop abandoning their own needs. When it comes to boundary setting, there are some simple steps to follow. They're going to help you. The first one is to stop and pause. You do not need to respond straight away. The second, always come at it 
from a place of prioritising and loving yourself first. Ask yourself, are you available for it? Do you want to do it? What will it cost you? Is it going to take some energy, time, peace, joy? It's important to answer those questions before you respond to the other person, the other party. Otherwise, oh my gosh, it's so easy to sway in the breeze. You say yes when you mean no. But when you understand why you are not going to do something, it's firmly rooted in a goal, a rationale. And this makes your boundary become so solid and so strong that no bloody breeze is going to take you down. Because guilt doesn't even have a place at the table. You simply say no, and that is all. These days I'm better. I'll be honest, this time of year at Christmas, it's I'm a work in progress. Like, I'm practising regularly. I'm kind to myself, though, these days. I'm hopefully, less wary about a situation I don't want to be in. To others, I guess I strive to be really honest and clear. I strive to set the boundaries that clearly state what I can do, what I can't, what is okay, what is not. It's actually, when you think about it, it is the most truthful and authentic way to interact with others. Something oh, this is something I wish I'd cotton on to years ago. Actually, you know what? Make that decades. I'll be honest, this shit can take practice. Some days will feel more wobbly than others. And absolutely, you may get some kickback from others. But there's that brilliant line, the only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who were benefiting from you having none. Yes, your boundaries might make people feel frustrated, resentful. But you know what? That burden is not yours to bear. The bottom line is there is no shame in asking for your feelings to be acknowledged or your needs to be met. And that is the end. So I hope this little bite-sized chat on boundary setting has given you some food for thought. It's something I'll be continuing to chat about over the next week on my Instagram feed. So you can find me on Insta at Flick Taylor Writes as well as Facebook. It's also something I want to deep dive into on my burnout course that I'll be running in the new year. So if this chat has maybe it's lifted you a little and you're interested in working with me, then hop onto the waitlist for the course so you get first dibs on the limited spaces available. You can find details, I'll pop them in the show notes, or you can go to my website, flicktailor.com, look under courses and get all the information to go on the waitlist there. I'd love to see you there. Anyway, I I hope this has helped. Maybe it has sparked something in you. And so as you go about your day, your week in December, I wish you a bloody fabulous week and take good care of yourself. Okay, bye for now. Thank you.